Welcome to the Entrepreneur Accelerator Podcast. I'm your host, Reem Kharbat. This is a podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners who want to accelerate their success in life and in business. And whether you're new to the business world, this show will help you because it's a mix of my own experience on how I built my three businesses in five years after being a top-notch executive in the corporate world. And I also speak with influencers and top leaders in the industry to help you and inspire you in mindset, marketing, strategy, sales, and everything in between. If you're new to the show, welcome. I'm the host of T and the founder of the Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab, a mentoring program, and I'm here to help you and inspire you launch and grow your business without wasting years of your life. If you'd like to learn more strategies, more seven-figure strategies, and you want to be surrounded by like-minded people, I encourage you to join my community on Facebook, Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab, where I give you all my experience and all the trainings that will help you start and launch your business using seven-figure launch strategies. So let me ask you, how excited are you for next year? 2020 wasn't the sweetest, I know. Or maybe it was for you, I don't know. But um, all I know is that I cannot wait for you to listen to this exclusive episode that I've been keeping for so long. I know you need to hear this because my guest, Dean Graziosi, he's the NYT best-selling author. He shares with you what you really need to know to succeed in challenging times. Uh, Listen, we all know 2020 wasn't easy. We're going through unusual times, but life has to go on and we need to keep momentum going. And I got to be honest here. This episode means a lot to me because the first time I sent Dean asking him to be on the show was in November, I think November 2019. He did not refuse, but it wasn't an immediate yes. And I kept following up and asking and following up and asking. I did not give up, honestly. But I got the yes eventually. But the date of the interview kept changing due to his busy schedule. And uh, still I haven't, um, I did not give up. So guys, since I want to be able to bring Dean back to the show, I need you to help me. I need you to help me show him our appreciation and love. Uh, So please share this episode if you like it with your friends and make sure you leave me and Dean a nice review. And what was your takeaway from this episode? I will make sure to compile all the reviews with your name and I will share it with Dean personally. So all you have to do is just go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Um, Make sure to listen to the full episode, leave a review with your biggest takeaway and send me a screenshot with your review so I can share it with Dean. You can do that and share it either on Instagram or tag me as reem.kharbat, R-E-E-M.K-H-A-R-B-A-T. I hope that you will enjoy this episode. It's an amazing one and I'm sure you will have lots of uh, takeaways from it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Enjoy. This is Reem. Thank you so much for tuning in. This episode 
means the world to me. I've been telling you about my dream and how much I really wanted to have my mentor in this show. I've been trying so hard, but you all know that dedication, resilience will always pay off. And today is just a proof of this. With me is Dean Graziosi. He's the multiple uh, New York Times bestselling author. He's an entrepreneur, an investor with over 20 years of experience dedicating his life and his business to help people transform their lives and their businesses, like just like me. And recently with Tony Robbins, he launched the Knowledge Broker Blueprint, which is a movement that has over 35,000 people under one mission, which is making self-education the new norm. Dean involved in over 13 companies generating over $1 billion in revenues. And he's living currently in Arizona with his beautiful wife, Lisa, and his three children. Dean, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you for accepting my invitation. It means so much to me. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here with you. I can feel your heart and I can see your passion yes. to impact lives as well. And I'd love to say for everybody listening or watching, I know there's a lot of options uh, out there in the world today. Lots of different podcasts, lots of different videos. I, I want to say thank you for spending the time with Reem and myself here. And we're going we're gonna to do everything in our power to not only encourage you and motivate you, but hopefully deliver some tactics that you can implement into your life. So let's awesome. do this. Absolutely. Thank you. First, how is baby oh, Luca? <laughs> He's so good. He's so it's good. So thank awesome. you for asking. He's it's heading so towards three months. So it's great having a little baby. They smell so good and they're so cuddly. Yes. <laughs> I haven't had a new baby in a decade. My son, my youngest, I have a 13, 11, and now Luca. So I forgot what it's like to have a baby. It's, it's fun, challenging, but worth all of it. Does it bring like new emotions to you? I do. It just, you look through a different lens. I was not that my, not that I'm a grandfather age, but like I see how grandparents are more calm because they have more years on this earth. They've navigated more territory. They've already failed more times, had success. And I think I get that. It's, I'm a little more calm as a yeah. parent now. I get it. I understand where it's all going. And so it's a magical time and it makes me feel younger. So I love it. Awesome. That's great. And I, I follow you and I see the pictures and it melts my heart seriously to see this tiny little baby and I'm super happy for you. Um, but, you know, we, we are in difficult times. Being in a lockdown, experiencing something new in history and like we've never been. I, I, I can't remember yeah. the last time I read something similar to that or maybe from my grandparent. I don't know. But yeah. we are witnessing something weird in history. People lost their jobs, people scared, people are like full of negative energy everywhere. I know that you've been asked this question over and over, but I am here to, to see how did you keep that momentum going? I've been following you and seeing all the amazing things that you were doing. What do you tell to our uh, listeners? What can they do in, in such challenging times? Really great question. And you know what? You can't answer that question enough because we all need to hear it over and over. You, you can't go to the gym once and be in great shape. You can't yeah. listen to one personal growth book and think you're going to have a positive mindset forever. We have to work on these types of questions all the time because inner self-doubt, uh, uncertainty, fear, it, it just, I, I, think we're, I think we're all rooted in it, right? doesn't matter how much positive energy and what we listen to when no one's watching and, and no one's around, our body wants to say, are we okay? Are we safe? And if you do 
feel scared or uncertain or not knowing where the future is. Con congratulations for being human. These are, you just said it all, Reem. It's, these are, I've never seen anything like this in my life. And I've been on this earth 51 years, an entrepreneur for over 30. I've been through multiple down markets, but not a down market where you're told to stay inside. You're afraid of getting sick. I'm afraid my little boy's going to get sick. So many people are afraid of their parents or their kids or someone they know getting sick. We're taught not to uh, interact with other people and be socially distant and jobs are going away, careers are going away and industries are going away. So yeah. if you're a little uncertain, that's okay. And no, that's okay. I think the one thing you have to have is permission to be scared. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But you don't have permission, if that's what I could call it, to live there. Because if we stay in that fearful place, if we talk to our friends about fearful things, if we watch the fearful news, what does it do? It paralyzes us. And those that are paralyzed in these times, when the world opens back up, will be left behind. And I don't mean mm -hmm. that to, to make you feel bad. I make, I'm doing that to maybe disturb you into action today. And if you say, well, I don't know what to do, there's not much I can do. That I don't know if that's true. In fact, I know it's not true. If you think about the world, it has shifted, right? Reem, look at, we're doing a Zoom. I, yeah. I've done more Zooms in the last 90 days than I have in my entire life times 10. Yeah. It's becoming a new normal connecting with people around the world easily, becoming a new normal, online education, becoming a new normal, podcast, interaction, sharing what the knowledge industry, like what Tony and mm -hmm. I talk about, and other industries are exponentially growing. So there's a couple of things I'd love for you to say, think about as this question, like you said, this has been asked before, but this is, it can't be over asked. This too shall end. So you need to ask yourself, who will you become at the end of this? Someone mm -hmm. who binged out on the news and watched lots of, lots of TV and Netflix and got paralyzed or someone who said, yeah, I did that, but enough is enough. And I'm going to be an investigative reporter and I'm going to search and find ways that I could build more income. I could build more happiness, build more impact, do something from home. And I'm not talking about finding a magical money machine and getting mm. rich overnight. You're listening to Reem. She's, she has experience. She has depth and breadth. She's done it. She's not pretending and not talking about something she didn't do. So find people who've already been there. Find an industry that's going to exponentially grow in this shift and start digging in. Time's going to go by no matter what. Time can go by while you're paralyzed or afraid, or time can go by while you're being innovative and creative and finding another level. Listen, if you really think about it, I know change doesn't happen overnight and change is scary, but think of even the grandest tree, a big, here in America, we have big, massive oak trees where I grew up. They're, they're beautiful and thick mm. and strong, but they all started from a tiny seed. So we mm. all have to plant that seed. Sometimes we look at the oak tree and then we look at the seed and go, I don't want to wait for that to grow. This is frustrating. I'll just sit here and wait. And we have to shift that mindset because nobody's coming to rescue us. There's no yeah. knight in shining armor. There's no stimulus money. There's no magic wand. We have to be responsible for us. So if you're going to grow a magical oak tree, eventually you're going to have to plant the seed. And why not take uncomfortable, I say this a lot, take uncomfortable, imperfect action and start cultivating, start planting today. So that's the way I look at it. And I want to tell you, when this all shifted, if everybody thinks that I was just bulletproof, if my partner, Tony, was just bulletproof, it was like, ah, no big deal. We got this. That's not true. Behind the scenes, we were trying to analyze what's shifting. How is it shifting? What can we do? We have to plant new seeds. We have to shut down some old uh, things that aren't going to work anymore, like our live events that were happening all around the world. They went away and they're still mm -hmm. not back. So how do we pivot? How do we shift? How do we go virtual? 
So it is definitely a time when you can sit and be fearful or you can just say, I got this because let me just share one thing of inspiration. Those that don't play into fear too much, those that become investigative reporters, those that take uncomfortable action, those that push through when they're scared to death and have courage are the ones that'll come out way ahead and we get to help those around us if we take that action now. Love it. Dean, when the whole thing started, I remember I sat with my husband and we had, we had this conversation and I remember we said, we need to, to take a decision right now. So it's, it was a decision. We decided to, as you always say, cut the noise and just focus on how to find an opportunity within this mess and all the challenge. So you always speak about the scarcity mindset and the growth mindset. And if you manage to maintain uh, the growth mindset and, and just trying to find something good about what is happening and like all the mess that is happening, you will definitely be able to grow and move on and just do amazing things. During the past 90 days, as you said, I managed to coach over 20 people. I wrote a book. I got into summits that I never thought that I would be part of things like that. But because when you wake up in the morning thinking about how you can help instead of what should I sell today or what can I do? How can you yes. just wake yes. up in the morning, find someone to help just one person? This changed literally my business and our business with my husband. It was like literally amazing. And thanks to you and to all the inspiration that you kept giving us in the KBB every single day. But again, unfortunately, some sad events are happening now in the States. Of course. And I'm relating to that deeply, despite again that I'm in the other side of the world, but I'm relating to that because I've been discriminated against my whole life being a girl, yeah. and I was just telling Dean my story before we, we, we started, being an underdog, I came from a very small country with parents, teachers, but we were, I used to think that we were rich because my family used to make us believe that we were rich. My dad's salary was less than $6,000 a year. So you can imagine wow. with five kids, $6,000 a year with five kids. But being discriminated as an Arab, as a Muslim, as a girl, as a lot of labels and things, it's, it feels sad when you feel that the other side is not feeling you or understanding where you come from and what you're doing. And I saw what you did and the speech that you gave to everyone during this tough time. If you just, if you don't mind, give us just a couple of words on how you look at things and how you can help people who are who lost hope or faith in what is happening to get out of this a tough time yeah yeah if you think about here in the states right it looks like the perfect storm but what if it was the perfect storm for the transition that the world needed listen i don't want anybody to go through a tough time and the insecurity and income loss and fear that's not my goal so please know that if anybody knows me or knows what i stand for my heart hurts for so many people and we do everything in our power to help but what if we could fast forward five years and look back and realize that 2020 was designed for us perfectly 
think about this. We were in quarantine. And again, I know that's here in the States for what's going on right now, but we were in quarantine. What have most of us been asking for the last decade? Think about it. The way we're so busy with having this cell phone in our pockets and trying to keep up with the world and the world's exponentially grown. What have most people been asking for? Time. Wherever I go, who wants more time? Everybody wanted more time. Everybody wants the ability to really analyze their lives. Think how many people are caught in the rat race of life. If you were in front of me right now and I said, who's wanted more time? You all would raise your hands. If I said, who's, who of you, how many of you feel like you're caught in the rat race of life and you can't get off the ride? Like I, I got on the roller coaster of life and I can't get off. All of you would raise your hand. What if God, the universe, whatever you believe in, not that, I feel has punished us, but also, but gave us the ability to have that time to analyze our lives, to really reflect on the inside. When we're stuck at home, you have to do some thinking. You can just watch so much Netflix or, or binge on the news. We have to reflect. And how many people literally listening right now think to yourself, I don't want to go back to my old life. Prior to COVID, do you know how many people saying, I'm not going back to that? That wasn't the life designed for me. It wasn't the life where I impact others, serve others, make a difference in the world, do something meaningful. I was doing something just to cover the bills. The hell with just covering the bills. I want more. So what if, as much as hardship came from this, what if 2020 gave us a gift? And then here in the States, we have something horrific happening again. We have something that is right in your face. George Floyd isn't something anyone can look away. It doesn't matter if you're conservative or Muslim or Catholic or Buddha or you're Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It doesn't matter. When you look at that, you want to vomit. You're sick to your stomach. And I believe we're the most socially conscious uh, generation of all time. So think about this. We had time to reflect. We're in this space. We're all home on the internet because... Every, the real world is shut down. Something like this happened, which has happened times over, and I think it's gotten better, but it's not where it needs to be. And all of a sudden, the world, the country reacts. I believe that this can be a turning point. I believe this is the generation that can unite arms and lock arms and become the human race around the world to abolish this on every level. And if it happens here, how could it not happen also where you live, Reem? And we start killing discrimination. We start killing racism on a whole nother level. If we thought it was better, that's great, but it didn't go fast enough. For these things to happen, it didn't go quick enough or fast enough. And again, we can all change old beliefs. Listen, you have beliefs your parents put inside of you that you had to fight your whole life. Guaranteed. I know where you grew up. I know how hard your parents work. You as a woman doing the things you're doing, you had to fight inner self-doubt. You had to fight family self-doubt. You got to fight other, probably other men besides your husband, you know, looking at you sideways, trying to do your own thing. You had to change beliefs, right or wrong. Absolutely. So what if this was a time where we came together as a call to action and said, no other generation is going to fix this. It's on us. Not rely on the government, not rely on presidents, not rely on someone else doing it not just hoping it gets out of the media so you could look away. What if it was time we looked into this and said, now is the time we fix this? How amazing would it be if 10 years from now, your kids got to look back and say, wow, my mom, my dad were a part of the generation that said enough was enough and changed the world forever. I can, like that inspires all of us. It doesn't matter what color, what background. And here's the other thing. As a white man, like people, I have friends that are completely all in, doing things behind the scene that nobody's seen, working hard to help. I have other friends, not friends, people I know, 
that are scared. They're like, what if I say the wrong thing and do the wrong thing? And I just encourage them, take imperfect action. Take uncomfortable action because looking away doesn't solve anything. It doesn't solve your inner desire for more for you and your family. It doesn't change the fact that we can lock arms and make a difference. So the last thing I'll say on this is when COVID goes away, when the news stops talking about all the, 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 the craziness and good that's going on in the world, and it goes back to other things, an election or something else that happens, we have to make that decision. Are we going to continue to make a shift in the world when no one is watching? And I love that. I teach my kids, I mean, like they want to be good at sports. I'm like, you don't get good when you're playing a game. You get good when no one's watching, when you're out back hitting 100 balls, when it's hot outside and no one's there. You, when no one's watching. We'll change the world. We'll change our own families when no one is watching. Absolutely. This reminds me of a saying of Mother Teresa. She said that if everyone sweeps his doorsteps, then the whole world will be clean. If we just manage to start wow, yes. the change from within each one of us, then we can be the change that we want to see in the world. Love it. Thank you so much, Dina. I, I truly appreciate that. So you started with, I think you're now with the Tony Robbins. You're having this challenge, the comeback challenge. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about it? What, what is it? Because I think it's starting tomorrow or something like that. Or? It is. It's starting tomorrow. So we, we did the start over challenge to empower mm -hmm. people. It went so good. We had seven days of just helping people. We're touching on this a little bit now, but how do you gain the tools and the foundation? Look at how your life transformed over the last couple of yes. years, Reem. I love that we had yes. a chance to talk before, right? And that it wasn't that Tony and I or me did it for you. We just gave you tools that you implemented in your life and you're able to make some great shifts. So in a time like this, we just know that's what the world needs. So we did the start over challenge to give people tools. It went so amazing. So many lives were transformed that now we're, Tony's doing, and we're, I'm helping him with the comeback challenge. And again, just more tools to give people the capabilities. Everybody wants another level and some people don't know where to start or they don't know how to keep going when their mind says, don't do this. You're an imposter. You're not good enough. You're yeah. not tall enough. You're not wealthy enough. You're yeah. a woman. You're black. You're from a different country. You didn't come from money. Our subconscious wants to tell us all of these limiting beliefs and how do we break those? So that's why we've done both of these challenges to break beliefs, give new beliefs, give empowering thoughts, mm -hmm. and then give capabilities to keep moving forward. And in your book, the, I don't know if you guys see that, the underdog advantage, you make a comparison between the privileged and the underdogs. And I told you, I'm an underdog and I totally feel that and relate to that. And I liked that you said that your kids are privileged and I, I was thinking about my daughter at a certain point where, because I'm working so hard to give her choices, to make her mm -hmm. live the life that I did not live. Why do you consider that the underdog mentality is the, the one that will prevail or the one that will succeed more? Can you just tell us a little bit about yeah, this? Yeah, no, so, so think about this. So what most people believe when they want success and, and if I, you were in a room right now and I said, who believes, like intuitively we believe we could have more success if we had more resources, if someone would lend us the money, if yes. someone would have faith in us, if mm. someone would partner with us and let us use their business or use their platform online because they have a lot more followers than you do. We have this innate thing like I could do it if someone gave me this or if I had the money, or if I was born in the right family. But also think about this. Here in the States, the majority of people who hit lotto 
go broke, meaning they win <laughs> lots of money. They have millions and millions of dollars and they blow it all. So they had resources, mm. but it didn't work. Mm. Why? There's many people who come from families with money and they get left a trust fund. Why do every trust fund person I know have very miserable life, very unhappy, searching for hope, searching for peace. And a lot of them end up drinking or on drugs or doing things. That, and I, I'm not like labeling everyone, please. I'm not stereotyping all, but I just personally know so many that struggle, right? Mm -hmm. Why? They had resources because underdogs understand something intuitively. What maybe even they don't even know they understand it. They don't have resources. Mm -hmm. They come, they become massively resourceful. It doesn't take resources to be successful. It takes resourcefulness. It takes gaining capabilities, taking massive action. And what are underdogs do? Underdogs are told they can't. People never see them coming. They're told to get real. Don't be a dreamer. And what I want to do is I want to have that marching call because you know what happens sometimes, Reem, and probably other women in your country that have a desire, but that voice is so much that they get small and they go, it just can't work where I live. My husband won't support me. The community yeah. won't support me. I can't do it. So they're an underdog and they allow it to crush them. But if you think of the most successful people in the world, including you, Reem, you use that underdog as your fuel. Don't tell me because I'm a woman that I can't do this. Don't tell me because I live in Saudi Arabia, I'm not going to do this. Don't tell me that I'm in quarantine, I'm not going to do this. True. I'm doing this because of that. Do you feel that on a regular basis? Absolutely. We do it. We do it because of that. So what I wanted to do is share with people that if you think of all the people in history, that when you dig into their past, they always were lacking the resources. They were lacking the support. Nobody believed in them. They were too short, not rich enough, the wrong color, they lived in the wrong area. How did they become so massively successful? They turned their disadvantages into their power. And that's why I wanted to write that book is to give people this marching call to say, what if... God or the universe, whatever you believe in, made you perfect. What if those things you think are your shortcomings were actually designed to make you stronger? You just need to know how to unleash it. Absolutely. That's so true. It makes me feel good even because I've been in this position for long. I had, I think we were conditioned as women here in the Middle East in general because of a lot of politics and stuff, but we were conditioned that we were not allowed to dream big or to even dream. <laughs> yeah. Having that mindset and the resilience just to wanting to make it no matter what is really what helped me uh, reach where I am today. And again, thanks to you and to the KBB, to the Knowledge Broker Blueprint, the mission and the movement that you and Tony launched last year. I was there. I was at the lowest point of my life. At the moment that I realized it's not about the money. I have the money, but I needed more. And I did not, I did not know what it is. I could not find a definition for it. I lost my mother. I lost my best friend. I lost my baby. I was pregnant five months uh, pregnant. And mm. I remember exactly the training. It was like, guys, it was like the biggest training in the history of online trainings. And in my time, it was almost 3 a.m., and I had to sneak from the bedroom and I did not tell my husband about it because you just said it. He said, you're crazy. What are you talking about? And I had to sneak <laughs> at 3 a.m. And I sat right in here and I felt that I am part of a bigger movement. I felt that I found my voice. 
I felt that I found the why that I was missing. Wow. It wasn't money. It wasn't anything. It, I needed to have an impact. I wanted to create a legacy. And again, because I'm an Arabic speaker, I could not find a definition for all these things. And you simply gave it to me. You made me realize that this is what I was looking for. This is what I was missing in my life. I didn't want to be just a number. I didn't want to be just another person who would just come and go to this life. I lost my mom. I lost my best friend. I lost my baby. I could disappear just like that. Yes. And I did not want to leave this world without making something good in other wow. people's lives. And that was exactly what the KBB gave me and being part of 35,000 people, creating a movement. There's a psychological trigger, Dean, uh, uh, a psychological trigger in human beings, which is being part of a community and yeah. having one common enemy. And I'm teaching my students that you had this great, you nailed it right because you unified all of us, 3,000, 35,000 people. We're having the broken education system as our enemy, and we want to change that. And you managed to do it in over 150 countries, people from all around the world. I'm here with this movement in the same mission and thinking about the same thing. You have kids now, Dean. Are you against the normal education? So are you going to let your kids um, getting high school and then go to college? Or what's your thought about this? Really great question. And thank you for that share. And, and I'm so proud of you on your thank evolution. You. I don't want to just skip over it. I, I felt everything you said, and I can only imagine where your soul was and your heart was. And you would have had every excuse in the world to get small and to curl up on the couch and put a blanket over you and stay there. And you didn't. It's really, it's admirable. And, and I'm proud of you for being that example for so many people. You're a beacon of Thank light you. for a lot of people. Yeah. I, listen, I want to give my kids the choice. Mm. If they want to go the traditional route for the experience, I'm going to let them, but that's not how I'm raising them. If my son might want to be a doctor. If he wants to be a doctor, he's going to have to go to school because yeah. he literally, he's 11 years old and he talks about it all the time and he's brilliant. My daughter, probably not. My daughter will follow the path of being mentored by somebody or go. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing is what I, I'm going to give you a quick example. My daughter talks about college, uh, maybe because she plays softball. She might want to play softball in college. And I said, that's fine if you want to do it. But I said, if you're going to really want to be an entrepreneur, if you're going to want to do something that fills your soul, my goal. So for example, she loves interior design. That could mm -hmm. change. She's 13. I said, there's two ways to get that babe in the old days you wouldn't consider any other way you'd go to school and take business classes and art classes and then interior design and then you get an internship and you go through that route of four to six years and go to school i said or the way your father teaches and the way the world is going babe we can search and find several great interior designers and we can write them the greatest letter in the world that's going to show them that you're going to be the best employee they've ever had. You want to mm. commit for at least six months to a year. You want to hustle, except the thing is you're going to be free as long as they'll mentor you. And you can go to work for that interior designer and you can absorb their knowledge. 10, 20, 30 years of experience you could pick up in six months. Stack, stack it on top of your desire and your, your ability to take action, and you can start off where she left off, and in six months, 
months or a year, you could be ready to, to launch. And I said, that's where the world's going. If you think all the way back in history, there used to be apprentices, right? If someone, they would teach the craft. And the world has exponentially grown so much that, listen, I'm not just, I'm not knocking colleges except for the fact they didn't keep, keep up. This little device in our hand is, is making the world grow exponentially. School is the same as it was 50, 100 years ago in the States. The only thing yeah. that changed the blackboard is now a whiteboard, right? Or a digital board. I'm not going to just, here's what I hope. I hope the education system steps up. But if it doesn't, the self-education is going to put it out of business. It just is Absolutely. because people are deciding, people are saying, I can go do it myself. Trial and error stinks. Or I could go back to school for four years nothing's guaranteed, or I could find mm -hmm. someone who's already done it and pay them to go faster. Uh, the world is choosing option three. Dean, I just want to ask business-wise, when you started this idea last year, uh, thinking about creating a, a course, a program, did you have this in mind? Did you even think that it will become a movement that will unify people from over 150 countries all over the world? Did you have that plan in mind? We had the thought in mind. Making self-education saved my life. It saved Tony's mm. life. So this was, a, and, and I think you could feel it, and I think you know, this was a passion project. This was yeah. mission-based, right? And we wanted it to do that, but we weren't sure if the world was ready, but the world is. Mm. You're right. It's 150 yes. countries. You see the, the community is supporting each other. They're thriving all over. Look at in Saudi Arabia, but you see it every day in countries everywhere that people are realizing that there's people out there that don't know what you know, yeah. and they want to know it. And they're yeah. deciding to pay for that, become a part of communities. And here's the cool part. We have social distancing. That means we need to virtually connect even more. You see yeah. what the KBB community is about. And there's other great communities, your community, other communities. It's, we get to be a part of something with like-minded people, all driving towards the same thing, supporting each other. It's, it's like the, the piazzas in Italy, right? It's where we come together yeah. as community, share our common goals and interests and support each other to go to another level. Yeah. It, it, even Dean, I, I just want to know there are many programs online and from online to online gurus, teaching, marketing, mindset, business, sales, whatever. What is different about the KBB? I don't want to say because I can say <laughs> I can spend like a full a week talking about it nonstop, yeah. seriously. But what is the, the difference from you as a leader of such a movement? What is the difference between think, the KBB and think, other programs? Yeah, I think a big part is not only is it, I believe, the greatest course ever created. Um, yes. <laughs> but Tony and I have 60 years in this space of serving mm -hmm. others. And we really know what people need more than they know. People desire another level and they want another level, but sometimes they don't know where to start. Sometimes they don't know how to follow through. We've put a lot of pieces in place that we've learned over 60 years of doing this. Not only the immersion to get people involved like you did. You went in the room, the, you went in the room while your husband was asleep, you got enrolled, but have we left you behind since that? Are, you're with us on a weekly basis. I'm going to be going live here in a few minutes. Um, we get off here. I got to prepare. I'll be going live in that community, which I do every week. We do special trainings. We do six weeks of this and seven weeks of that and special challenges. And it's great to have the immersion and the capabilities, 
But if you get stuck and no one's there to support you, then you move on and go, what's the next thing? And we don't want people to go on to the next thing. They have the perfect thing. It's one of the fastest growing industries in the world. They're a part of a community that love them. We support them every step of the way. So not only do we give the immersion, we have the ongoing support. And it's leading them down into an industry that's impactful, moves your heart, and also growing your finances. And lastly, I don't think, I see so many things out there that promote the instant riches, get wealthy fast. And that's not how we promote it. This is a transformation to be a part of something. And I think you got to experience it firsthand. Your life has evolved. I'm so proud of you. Absolutely, Ed. I know you have to go. Thank you so much. It, It means the world to me and to my audience. And just seeing you here and taking like the time, it's early morning, I think it's 9 a.m. there, and sharing all this with me and with the world, just it, it fills my heart. Thank you so much for everything. I will definitely uh, share with my audience everything about the KBB. They already know, but I'm going to talk more about it after this. So if they want to join and to know more about the KBB, where can they go and where can they find more information about it, Dean? Yeah, that's great. Go, go to deanstraining.com and register for the, the it's a two-hour training with Tony Robbins and myself. So go to deanstraining.com. And if you want to, my podcast is the Dean Graziosi Show. On Instagram, it's at Dean Graziosi. I spent a lot of time on both of those. So listen, if you're here and you spent this time with us, thank you for choosing us. Uh, Reem, I'm so proud of you. And I know I've said that several times, but I am because I can't pretend to understand the obstacles you have to face being a woman, living where you live, losing your family, losing a child, all of that at once while simultaneously you fought through and now you're impacting the world. From my heart to you, thank you for being such a, a bright light for so many people who need it in times like these. Thank you so much for you being you and for everything that you're doing to me and to the whole world. I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much. I'll see you in 10 minutes inside the group. Okay. Thank you, Dean. Have a good day. All right. See Take you. Hey, and thanks for listening. If you've liked this episode and you want to go a lot deeper and you want to learn more about my philosophies and methodologies and tactics on leadership, business, finance, and mindset, everything that I learned and implemented to hit the seven figure while building the business around your life and family, if you want to create an impact and be a high achiever, then I really encourage you to check out my program, the Business Accelerator Lab. It's transforming lives because it's an implementation lab. It's the information there is really, really powerful and very tactical. You know, people have asked me before, Reem, how did you manage to get all that done in just a few years with no following, no external funding? And they asked, can you mentor us? They understand that all great athletes have a coach because a coach holds them accountable. Even superstars have a mentor because a mentor pushes them and challenges them and is honest with them and teaches them. And so if you believe that you are maybe stuck in your life or maybe you're successful but you want to significantly get to the next level, if that's of an interest to you and you don't want to waste years of your life trying to figure it out, then I'd love to tell you about the Business Accelerator Lab. It's my mentoring program where you're gonna absolutely love it. We'll talk all mindset, business, marketing, productivity, simply how to run your business and not let your business run you. It's exactly what I've done and how I managed to build three businesses all the way from Saudi Arabia while being a mom. 
The final thing that I'll leave you with is this. If this episode of the Entrepreneur Accelerator has been valuable to you, I would love it if you would share it with three of your friends in the next 24 hours so we can get the message out. I want to thank you for being here with me in this episode, and I wish that you all received great value from it. If you'd like to know more about me and what I do, let's connect on Facebook, or maybe you can book a power session with me at reemkharbat.com. That is R-E-E-M-K-H-A-R-B-A-T.com. One more time, thank you so much, and I'll see you next time. Take care.